yesterday said, uh, come with your idea. And then he went on to explain it. And he said, um, the uniqueness about the individuality of God is that you can have your own thoughts, your own opinions, even your own beliefs. And you can all bring them to him individually. And he can sort through them. See, when you try to bring it to people, it's hard to sort through. But the good Lord understands how we all feel individually, all of our hurts, pains, frustrations, angers. So we'll bring those to him. Also, uh, Keep in mind, if you can, uh, that we are coming up on our walk. I want to keep reminding you of that in a couple weeks. Those of you can come out and walk with us on April 9th. We want to keep reminding you of that. Put that on your calendar. Another thing that we're working on to keep a lot of the ideas and thoughts and opinions is going through my head in your prayers as we seek to try to do good things in these streets. Mama Bell. Yeah. That's the quickest oh. morning announcement you ever heard in your life. All right. Well, I forgot. I for, you know, I forgot. We got to have our morning prayer, and then as we have our prayer, we'll have our morning play. Okay, that's wonderful. Yes. Good morning, everybody showing up. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning. My grandmother will pray for us. Most holy and all wise, Father, we just thank you, we love you, we praise you. We thank you, woke us up this morning and starting us out another beautiful day. And as we go forth, God, we ask you to go before us as leading lambs and behind us as God and protection angels. Be that shield and fence all around us. God, you know what this day holds. But, God, we know with you all things is possible. We know that you will be with us, and we said thank you in advance. We just praise you this morning, God. We just said thank you, thank you, thank you, because you said give thanks in all things, and we just saying thank you. Bless every listener here this morning. Minister to each one. You know to each one standing in need of. You know the desires of our hearts. 
You knows into everything about us. You knows how we feel. You knows what we want. You knows it all. But God, we praying right now that you will intercede and give us what's best for us this day. We just thank you this morning, God. Keep us, oh God, in in the hollow of your hands, God, and lead us and guide us in the way you want us to go. Bless our nation. Bless our president. Bless this city. Bless our country, God. You knows all about everything. You sees it all. You knows it all and you heard it all. And God, we praying for safety this morning. We praying for peace and joy and understanding. Bless us and keep us. Make your faces shine upon us. Bless our pastor this morning. As he come to bring the word, word his mouth, God, and give us a listening ear that we might do what you want us to do, that we may walk in the light of your word, that we might be shining lights in this dark world. We say thank you. We praise you. We love you. Give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. Close to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 through 21. And it reads, Just then someone came up and asked him, Teacher, what good must I do 
to have eternal life. Why do you ask me about what is good, he said to him. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he asked. Jesus answered, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbors as yourself. I have kept all these, the young man told him. What do I still lack? If you want to be perfect, Jesus said to him, go sell your belongings and give to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard that, he went away grieving because he had many possessions. I want to talk very briefly. Mama Bell is going to beat me up when I remind her what time it is in a minute. Uh, from the subject, what he really wants, what God really wants. And all those who agree with the word respond with the howdy, amen. 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 There's been this misunderstanding around the faith. A lot of folks I knew growing up uh, found themselves on one or two ends of the spectrum. Uh, In my early years, it may be hard to believe that this was happening because, you know, I'm still a boy. But I grew up in a time where... uh, even though the laws uh, had changed and uh, Jim Crow had been uh, dismantled, the mindset, the residual effects of it is still, were still highly in place. Uh, for the most part, blacks was on one side of town and the whites was on the other And even more so, the mentality of same was still extremely segregated. Uh, In our churches, mostly poor churches, uh, I think that is important for us to distinguish because uh, just because the law said that whites was over there and blacks was over here doesn't mean that people was respecting that law. There was a lot of whites that were dealing in blacks and a lot of blacks that were dealing in whites, and uh, we don't have to go into that. But So we'll stick with in the more poorer religious communities, uh, the fear of possessions, the fear of wealth, the fear of riches was extremely high. Poor church folks were scared of money. And the reason why they were scared of money is because they felt that having it would do something to their faith. 
And so they decided, they took the Bible literally. There's a lot of folks who would not keep money because the scripture says, blessed is the poor. And they felt that they wanted to be blessed. They had to be poor. But then the tide began to change. The generations began to merge. Those those laws and those residual effects of same uh, began to subside, and, and it was a big mixture. It was almost like you had a glass of chocolate milk and white milk, and there was a big divider, but the divider was pulled out. He was allowed to mingle and intermingle. And, and then our people started to get wealth. They started to get a little bit of pocket change. They got a couple of diamond rings, a couple of cars, a brick long house, and a few dresses. And in doing so, what the old saints had feared started to come into reality. People's faith started to diminish because they worshipped their cars. They worshipped their Cadillacs and their brick-long houses, and and they worshipped their IRAs and their CDs and, and their 401Ks, and they started to pull away from the faith. I can't go to church on Sunday because I got to spend time. You see, my car got to get washed, and, and I work five days a week, and, and then on Saturday I go out and I party, and, and Sunday's the only day that I can get this dirt off my car, you understand? Got to keep it shining. And so we found ourselves as a society moving into another extreme. But before we got there, before this side of town got there, and there's a reason for that, I am honestly in belief of that. We'll talk about that some other time. Please forgive me if we have to kick that down the road. I don't want Mama Bear to beat me up because I'm going too long. Before we got there, there was this desire to keep the system lopsided. There are a lot of people who feel deep within their bone marrow, and I'm not trying to change your mind on that. You've been thinking that for 90 years now, some of you. That the white man folks, that deep down inside he's just racist. And and to some degree that, that is a true statement. <laughs> to some degree that that culturally has been inbred in some of us. But, but the powers that be did not look at it that way. I went over to the Smithsonian Museum, that new piece of business they put up in D.C. If you haven't been there, we're out of COVID. I invite you to put that on one of your return to society uh, opportunities. And I went down into what they consider the bargain basement, down into the hull of the ship, 
as the architect designed this structure. And down there, the first thing is you come out the elevator, and I remember going down there with, with Sister Chavis, Reverend Chavis now, bless her heart, she's starting to work on her DVDs now, you pray for her. Or DIV, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you for letting me blunder. And I walked out, and I looked up at the wall, and I, my mouth dropped, and I looked to her, and she said, uh-huh, yeah, that's it. It says on the wall, flat down, in big, bold letters, Mama Bell, we know racism is wrong. We know slavery is sane. We know what we're doing to these people is wrong. These people don't deserve it. Who else going to do it? There was a gentleman who I met some time ago. He's one of the local civil rights activists in these parts. And he goes out in these streets and he screams it. I, I never heard it before like this, but he screams it. He says, I need for you young people to understand that racism is not humanistic. It is economic. And if we can ever get control of the mindset of money, the root of all evil is the love of money. And what that wall said in that basement, that hall of the great Smithsonian masterpiece known as the African American Museum, what that said is we are mistreating these people because we love money. Why else would people need $147 million in the late 1700s. You come along, some of you, when gas was 37 cents. Well, you can get a whole loaf of bread for a nickel. Why do you need $147 million? When you could buy a whole house back then for about $500. The love of money is the root of all evil. And then you you look at it from another angle, because I've been stewing over this. I... I had the opportunity, well, I think, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but I was sitting down doing something, and I happened to turn on Mama Bell. I, I like to listen to a lot of the business podcasts out there. I know uh, you you into the radio. So most of you are still into the radio. You haven't really got into the cell phone world, into the Internet world yet. Maybe one day we'll get you there. Uh, but. I was turning on one of the business podcasts. There's a little piece of business out there called Motley Fools. Or, uh, yeah, it's a, the company's called Motley Fools. I can't think of what, it, what, what the name of it is at this point in time. They don't sound right to me. I might be saying it right. I just can't think of it. Great. And so it's a podcast, and they bring in different things and what have you, talk about what's going on in the world. And the interesting thing that caught my, my attention was when 
one of the reporters was saying. He said something. He said, you know, most of us fear China because we fear that China owns the United States. But the reality of it is our millionaires and people with extreme amount of resources, only 9% of the world's millionaires come from China. 47% come from these states united. The world's most richest people live right between our borders. And yet this is the country with the world's second highest poverty rate. Most people would argue it is this world's first poverty rate as it pertains to the amount of resources to non-people with them. Sell all you have. And give to the poor. Now notice with me what he said. This gentleman came up to him Start asking questions, and and in my view, now I might be looking at the Bible a little bit differently, but to me, Jesus was a little annoyed. The man, first of all, came up and asked questions. I can understand how that's annoying. Don't ask me no questions. First thing in the morning or late at night, I'm trying to relax myself, enjoy me a nice or a caffeinated beverage, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, somewhere in between. You got the mitigated gall to serve my peace and quiet, going to ask me some questions. What do you want? Well, okay, go and do it. You read the Bible. What you asking me for? Because there's something about you that's different from all the people. And then he said, I don't have time to deal with that this morning. He said, sell all you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. Now, notice he did not say sell all you have, give to the poor, and then go be like them. And notice also there's not too many times he said that in the Bible. A, he knew where that man's strings were. He knew how to attack what would really pull out who he was. I am a firm belief, and I got to let this go here, that Jesus could care less about how rich that man was. The scriptures also, and one, if you really go deep down, it says Jesus had on the finest of linen, the finest of garments. Why else would at the cross they found themselves fighting over his clothes? You ain't fighting over no no cheap clothes. 
You find somebody go fight over a two dollar Walmart T shirt, and <clears throat> ain't nobody got that kind of time. Gambling for his clothes. If only because of who they came off of made them work up. Jesus was not a person that was of extreme poverty. No, 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 no. Look at who he hung out with. Peter was a fisherman. That was literally the business of the day. Everybody that was fishermen had money. Matthew was the person responsible for collecting the taxes. He was the darn heft of his day. He had money. All those fine individuals had money. So Jesus won't pour. But what he said was, going all the way back to Abraham, I need you to know that what you have is not important. In the moment that you realize your houses and your cars and your land and all those things are secondary, he who saves his life shall lose it, but he who is willing to lose his life shall find it. And so this morning as we head into Easter and you look around at all your possessions, your porcelain tables and your crinkled up chandeliers and whatever else you got around there, I ask you a question. Have you taken an opportunity, A, to be thankful? And B, to realize, as I have so often these days, Mama Bell, all that I need thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And because of that, because morning by morning new mercies I see, I have an opportunity, an obligation where God said, hey, look, I gave you these things. I took care of your business. Now would you take care of mine? We all have obligations and, and ideas and things that, that are that are responsible for the building of the future of our world. That's the reason why we're still breathing. And I ask you, Mama Bell gets up here and she plays so beautifully every Sunday and every Wednesday. Brother Dennis comes and motivates us through uh, evangelistic messages, and, and we have grandmother praying, and Booth comes by, and he prays for us and prays over us and all these different things. Have we all looked to see what our mission statement is? Recognize we all have been gifted and granted an opportunity. Some of us already sold all we have, and then God gave back. Malachi said, try me and see. You give to me, see, won't I give it back? So Brother Dennis comes to pray, I hope that our little time together focused on what really matters, 
what God really wants. And that is you. That is you. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Brother Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's pray. Let's, uh, let's, let's think about what... Uh, Pastor Eric talked to us today about uh, you know, the Bible tells us that, uh, you know you should. Uh, I think we should surrender ourselves to God and surrender ourselves to Jesus. You know, riches mean nothing on this on heaven, and you know, we do have to survive on this earth. Doesn't mean we have to be poor. I think we have to be rich in in what we believe in. That's the most important part. We're rich because we have Jesus in our hearts. Father God, we just thank you. Thank you that you are with us, that you are in our hearts, that you take care of us, provide for us, and watch over us. We just ask you continue to bless us, bless our families, Lord. Touch those ones that need that extra special touch because of sickness or just need a little... um, boost of confidence. Sometimes we, we lack that, and I know that you also provide that. You provide us everything that we need. We just have to be there to receive it. And the way we do that is we have to surrender ourselves to you, surrender who we are to you, and your faithfulness is un, undeniable. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you. Be with us. Protect us. And we will be together again. Thank you, Lord, on Sunday. Amen and amen. God bless. Amen.